what we do here is go back, 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 back. This is Eat and Drink, the mini episode, hosted by Ali Hassan and Marco Timpano. Some mature content and language may come up, so consider yourself warned. Now, get ready for Eat and Drink. All right, this is Eat and Drink, the mini episode. I'm Marco Timpano. I'm Ali Hassan. Marco, you're coming in very hot. You got the energy. You got the good vibes. Uh, I, I'm going to reveal something about you to our listeners. Now we have a sure, sure. episode. We're going to talk about something else, but but this is semi-related. I would say you are yeah. uh, you are intermittent fasting. Uh, yeah. Your day two. Don't mean to brag on your behalf, but your day no, no. two. Yeah. I, I, your energy already seems good. I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy, but it seems oh, good. Eight well, years right now, it's unbelievable. I'll be honest with you. I fell asleep on my wife's lap upstairs and I said, please wake me up 10 minutes before we're to record. And she woke me up five minutes before. And I was like a mad scramble running down the stairs oh, saying, God. what am I going to do? I have to do all these things. And luckily you texted me and said, I need 10 more minutes. I'm like, oh, great. I was able to wake up. Yeah, I'm intermittent intermittent fasting. You'll get, the word. Say the word. get it. You'll yeah, get yeah, it. No, I'll get it. Once well, after 30 days, I'll get it. Um, the other thing I'm doing, um, which I don't think works with my fasting per se is, Okay, so you know at Christmas time you buy these kits of a gingerbread house and you decorate it with your, you know, awful. family, your kids and whatnot. Awful. I know all about them. Yep. They're yep. awful. Yeah. Well, I bought one and I never decorated it because I didn't have my niece and nephew over and I just never had a chance to. So I said, I'm gonna make a Valentine's version of the gingerbread house. So that's on my agenda to do. And I got it, I've only got a few, you know, two weeks now. Uh Valentine's Day is gonna be here. So I need to decorate that gingerbread house. But you know, when you decorate those things, you're constantly popping in your mouth the little uh, gummies and the chocolates and whatnot. And I got to be strict with that now. Good for you, buddy. I yeah. Something about you uh, decorating a Valentine's day gingerbread house made me think um, we're only a couple of months away from you buying like four cats and then quilting and stuff <laughs> like that. You're kind of becoming an old lady. I don't know. Anyway, it's, it's, it's tough for me to watch as your friend, but, um, <laughs> but it's your journey and I can't stop it. Listen, I'm an old lady at heart. What can I say? I, I know yeah. that. I actually know that from a long time ago. Well, old lady, let's talk about something that, um, look, it, it, this is why I wanted to talk about this subject. It, yeah. it is a new year. Yep. There are people doing this sort of dry February. Uh, it's, it, it's not only a new year, it's like a new energy out there. You know, the right people might get arrested. Sure. Uh, the right people might be you know, vindicted. There's good, good vibes out there yes, in general, I agree. personally speaking. My wife, uh, part of her good vibes was to keep a food journal. Oh, wow. Yeah. And uh, I have tried this in the past. Uh, there is much, if you look up food journal, just you Google food gen- uh, journal. Yeah. It's it's not like, um, well, that's hilarious. I just Googled it. And also, you know, there are some corny magazines that come up, but I'm, I was going to say it's not just corny magazines that tell you, um, you know, I, I don't want to name the magazines and put them on blast, but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, totally. Those magazines in the doctor's office with all these uh, cheesy articles. It's not just them. It's a health, health link, uh, Harvard education, um, WebMD, CDC, like, you know, it's a thing. It's not just a, a fad. It's not just uh, something trendy to do. It's something that apparently works. And I would know that if I was able to stick with something longer than five days. I think that was my record. I've tried food journaling more times than I care to remember. And I it's just never stuck. What is your experience in this world? You know, Ali, I've had, you know, my natural path was like, keep a food journal. I'd like to see what you're eating. And I'm good for one or two days. And then it's like, 
I don't have time to write down what I had for lunch. I can't remember what I had three days ago. I'm supposed to fill out this week. Like, you know, I forget to do it. And you're like, uh, what did I have? Okay, I'll write what I think I had. But you, I'll you may stuff. want to do it just to help strengthen your memory as well. Sounds like that's another oh, issue that you have. Definitely. Right now. Definitely. But you know what? I found the perfect journal and I'm doing it right now because I've tried all of those journals. I've tried, I bought a really nice book. I've, I've used the ones that my naturopath gave me and, and I've even bought journal books where I'm just journaling about my day. And I, and those always go by the wayside too, but I found the perfect uh, journal for a food journal. Okay. Like the actual book, what makes it perfect? What, what would be great about a food journal versus a different type of journal or book? Well, this is this, so I was at a dollar store and this is why I think it's great. Cause you know, I've spent good money. I've bought the apps. I've done all that stuff. Right. <laughs> can't keep with it. Can't stick to it. I find it cumbersome. Right. So I have this, it's, it's like a cahier. Do you remember the cahiers we used to get? So it's like yes. one of those, so it looks like a cahier, but it, you open it up and I'll take a picture and I'll send it, I'll send you a picture of what it looks like. And basically it just gives you the day of the week. So Monday, and it just has uh, BLDS. So under B, you just write what you've had for breakfast, dinner, lunch, snack, and then it has um, exercise. You, you put the BLDS in there, right? Or no, did no, you, no, it's you, there. It's it's, oh, it's, it's already a, there. Yeah. And okay, then it you has... Said cahier. I thought it was, uh, which is funny that you use that word as a guy who grew up as an Anglophone. It's a very French word. And in Quebec, yes. we, you know, they, they, the teachers would say, take out your cahier. And, uh, and then they would like, um, you know, punish us with their red markers afterwards. Sure. So this is a cahier destined for food journalism, uh, for food journalism, food journaling yes. that you found at a dollar store. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I say cahier because in, in Anglo uh, Canada, what we would in French class, they would say, take out your cahiers. Right. And they would always be a thin booklet with paper in it. Like, and it yes. have a specific, so that's what it reminds me of. And underneath what, what you fill in for breakfast, lunch, and dinner and the exercise is eight glasses of water. You're supposed to put an X through them as you drink sure. your waters through the day, right? So what I've done is this. I keep that little journal near my workout routine. So it's near my um, treadmill. We have a treadmill and I'm using it. And so every time I go on the treadmill, I'll write the exercise and then I'll write down what I had for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Um, and, and sometimes I have to go back to do it, but every time I'm downstairs, I'm near that thing. So I, I fill it in and so far, I found it easy because I'm not, I'm not having to explain what I had. I'm not having to like, you know, figure out how to write it. It just gives me the smallest slot for each. Mm -hmm. And so it feels very manageable. The challenge of course, is once you stop, uh, you know, stair mastering or treadmilling, yeah. then yeah. you stop journaling. Obviously yes. you've made them go hand in hand, which is, mm -hmm. is going to be a shame to watch you fail at two things, but I, I hope you don't of course, but um, yeah, you want to be careful about how intricately, uh, tied those two things are I imagine then keep it in your kitchen put it in yeah. your fridge I don't know like just find a place where you have a moment or or do it on your phone right there are those apps many people swear by my fitness pal and I've mm -hmm. I've gone to it and I, in fact I, I sold myself short a little bit when I said five days I, I did go about three weeks on my fitness pal but I just found it like the food that I eat you know like 
chana masala is not cutting up in in so then you got to yeah. do them i don't know what did i put what, what was that a half a tomato in there uh, what was that a quarter teaspoon of olive oil and then the chickpeas and so it, it got a little bit um you know work intensive i, I found but yeah I, yeah I had an app like that too where it was like okay they have a huge list of different things and then you go to type in something you've eaten and you're like i don't know how many chickpeas were in that like i don't <laughs> know like like so then you're trying to do the math you're trying yeah. to cost cost out or figure out the calories of your of your dish and it's like this is not fun this is more work than i expect and so i would end up picking something that i thought was near what i had i was like all right then i'll just do rice and beans even though what i had was pasta and chechi or whatever right and it's like yeah. what are you doing here right <laughs> so for me that doesn't work i'm like forget it. i'm not gonna do the calories i'm just gonna write things down and i'm just gonna see if writing in a journal helps me sort of regardless of giving it to someone to look at, but just helps me mentally as I'm writing to know what I'm putting in my body. Yeah. I think, I think you're probably on the right track. Like if people mm -hmm. haven't done food journaling, mm -hmm. you know, one of the articles I read, somebody was talking about this app and she said, I've been doing it for 10 years. And so I was intri intrigued. I'm like, Oh, how do you do it? To me, it's no different from going to the gym. Like somebody goes, I've been going to the gym for 10 years. I'm very intrigued. What is the secret? How do you stay motivated? Mm -hmm. And, uh, and, and that article did the opposite of motivating me to be quite honest. She was like, sure. this app, you know, it calculates my macronutrients. And then it also it keeps track of my fiber and sugar and iron. And I was like, well, I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to beat, you know, diabetes or high blood pressure or something. I just really want a bird's eye view of how much food I'm, I'm, I'm taking in. That, that's really what I want. And I think mm -hmm. that in itself sometimes can be you, you kind of, it's very easy to just, because sometimes my, my wife and I discuss the things we ate. All I ate today was this. And then I go, that's it. And then all of a sudden you go, oh, no, wait a minute. I also had that. Oh, and that. Oh, God, that bag of chips. You know what? I've been eating quite a bit today, right? But right. you started with some total state of denial statement that you're, that you believed until you scratched the surface. And it happens to all of us. And I think for me, that's what a food journal right. should be combating. And I'm, uh, I'm I'm keen. I'm keen to go back to it. For me, the more basic it is, the more likely I am to do it. Exactly. So that's 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 a theory I'm trying out with this dollar store booklet that I have. Um, but what is the purpose of a food journal? What is the main purpose, would you say? Well, I, I mean, when I have researched it, mm -hmm. I have felt exactly what I just said is the most important, or maybe that's how I took it. It's that you, when you don't keep track, you kind of fool yourself. And, and it always reminds me of all those people who, when I used to work in, um, when I used to work at a, a restaurant, Bombay Palace in Montreal, I used to manage this Indian restaurant and we would have, um, people in there three times a week. You know, these were people who right. were sort of stationed on business, staying in a hotel uh, in Montreal. And they would come in. They were there in Montreal for you know, five, six months. And they were at Bombay Palace ordering butter chicken three nights a week. And then right. you get to know them a bit. And they're like, oh, yeah, the being on the road is tough. You know, I don't like, you can't seem to lose the weight. And I'm... <laughs> I'm, I'm no food journal, but I'm looking at them. I'm like, you're here at 9 p.m. eating butter chicken with 35% cream in it three times a week. God knows what you're doing the other nights. You're dipping naan. You've asked me for a second uh, uh, a naan. And these naans were like the size of your arm, 
you know, the long extended yes. arm. Yes. And you've asked me for a second and you're, you're, it's a mystery while you're struggling with your weight, you know? So right. I, I've always felt like the food journal is that thing. Once you have it in front of you, you go, oh, God, three times butter chicken. You know, if you have that basic sense of food. And I, and I do as a guy who was around food my whole life. Now, some people might look at butter chicken and just be like, what is that? Like, uh, what do they use? A little bit of butter and milk? They don't know that it's 35% cream. But I know right. what restaurants are doing. Restaurants are trying to get your palate addicted to coming back to that restaurant. So they're not skimping on any of those, you know, high fat and high sodium stuff, right? Or high sugar um, in general. These, these, these Right. No, but you're right because restaurants were the occasional n- night out you would go to. Yes. It w- restaurants were never meant to be the everyday food item. So if they were heavy on the cream or doing things that were richer than in the home, so be it. You were Let supposed to only go to the restaurant once in a while. But now people are going to, or people used to go to restaurants every day. I'm sure people are ordering from restaurants every day, but you're right. What they put in their food in restaurants is not necessarily what you would choose to put in your home. And so, yeah, I yeah, don't know what that has to yeah. Well, no, I think that that's part of it. You know, if you were on the road and you kept sure. a food journal, that would really help you. And But I think even if you just eat at home, it's easy to forget about the fact that you ate some kind of an energy bar at 3 p.m. And then, I, and then you can look and be like, why am I not, you know, getting yeah. the results I want? And you're like, well, let me take a look at this energy bar that I have five days a week. And then you go, oh, my God. It's like 48 grams of protein in this thing. And I'm not even lifting weight. Do I really need, you know what I mean? You can, you can see, as I said, bird's eye view of what sure. you've been doing and take a little bit of a deeper look. It, it, it helps you in any investigation you want to do on yourself. And it is more than anything else, a checks and balances of, uh, of, of what you're doing, what, you know, what you're putting inside you. And I, as I've said so many times, it's like, this is our fuel. You know, yeah. this is like, this is what makes it embarrassing to me when you go to a doctor and they don't ask you what you eat. You're not going to ask me about the thing I do 30 times a week times right. 52 weeks. You're yep. not going to ask me about that. That feels like it would be important. You're not going to ask me about the thing I do a thousand times plus a year, but you're going to ask me, you're just going to recommend this for this, uh, whatever psoriasis I have on my shin. Right. So from that perspective, also me being that guy, I think a food journal comes in to be the uh, the sort of like, hey, just just remember, you're you're also doing a bunch of this. Don't be that doctor who ignores this stuff. This is important. Try to keep track of what you're putting inside your body, man. I'm, this is really like a sales pitch to myself yeah. for starting a sure. food journal. I mean, I'm an idiot not to listen to myself yeah. at this point. You know, I, I didn't know you had shinsiasis. It's psoriasis and of the shin, yeah. <laughs> Shinsiasis. But listen, I, I want to say a couple of things about uh, food journals. One, I love the fact that this one that I have has the water. And I've already noticed that I've been drinking more water because I'm like, oh, I got a color in that water. I got to make sure I get at least, you know, five. I want to try to I want to try to up it. And I also want to start putting in my food journal the vitamins that I take. And the vitamin D's and whatnot, because, you know, I can be a little bit haphazard with that. I could be like, oh, I forgot to take my vitamin D yesterday or was it the day before? And uh, especially in these winter months, I want to be taking the vitamin D consistently. You know, can I say two things to you about that? What you just said. Number one, vitamin D for you, Marco. I've seen you in like the middle of July mm-hmm. and you look like you live in a cave, right? Yeah. So vitamin D for you is important. Somehow you, uh, your sun um, 
You're, what is the opposite of absorbent? I, I'm practically translucent. I don't You're know. Um, you don't. Yeah. The sun, the sun, and you have nothing to do with each other. You could stand in the sun, and the sun just gives you a finger and goes, "Not you, buddy. Get yep. out of the way." I've got other people to tan today. So your vitamin D, uh, you should do that. Because even in the summer, I, I, I notice like Marco <laughs> doesn't get super uh, super dark or bronzed, you know. But the other thing about, uh, about your water intake, and this is going to sound like I'm shitting on you. I'm absolutely not. No, no. And in fact, in fact, I'm going to scale it back. I'm going to tell you, my son uh, used to drink a ton of water because he used to play a ton of soccer. Right. Now he doesn't play soccer. And we've noticed his, we do the math and we're like, what? You had two glasses of water? That's ridiculous. Yeah. All day, right? And because what's been happening is he has a big water bottle. And so he takes little sips from the water bottle because of the opening of the water bottle. And I'm talking from a guy who's been to your home. You mm -hmm. have the big water bottles that you, me and you would have those, right? We sit yep. in that hot studio and... This is my opinion. This is a guy who also drinks beer. And I notice how much more I drink when it's a pint glass of beer versus a bottle of beer, right? Your, the, the shape of your lips allows less in when it's right. a bottle. Yep. And I think your water bottle, my opinion, should be replaced by a pint glass type of thing. Yeah. I think it'll help you comfortably digest and consume more water. Mm. That's my thought. That's just something that's been happening in our house recently. No more water bottle for my son. We're like, take it out of the water bottle and pour it in a glass when you want it. The water bottle can measure how much you're having. By 6 p.m., he had already had six, uh, seven glasses of water. Amazing. Change the whole thing around. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I found, I what I've noticed is I'm now replacing all the coffees I drink with more water and more water-based drinks because I'd, oh, yeah. I'd have a coffee and I'd have a drink of something else, but that's not water. You can't, you can't assume just because you're having, let's say a Coke or a beer that you're consuming water. the amount of water you need. Right. Yeah. Right. No, no. In fact, I'm quite the opposite because yeah. they're all dehydrating, right? Mm -hmm. If they're caffeinated or, or alcoholized, but uh, yeah, that's the good stuff. Mm -hmm. What are you going to do? Um, I think we, uh, I think we came to terms with food journaling here. I think, I, I think I got to give it a try again. I, I, I don't know. It's, I feel like an idiot for not doing it to be. No, it, listen, I'm, I'm encouraged by the fact that I'm not the only one who's <laughs> fallen in and out of love with food journaling. Yeah. I'm also, you know, intrigued by the things you said that I'm going to adopt into my food journaling. I'm going to invite our listeners to let us know what they do for their food journaling, or if they found any tips on this particular episode that has helped them. I think the most helpful thing you said to me is the simpler it is, the easier yeah. it'll be to follow because I have this sense of inadequacy uh, and insecurity about like, oh, I'm not keeping track of enough. I'm just writing the meals, but I'm realizing that that is what I need to do. The, yeah. the simpler it is, the better. And, and, and sticking to it is better than like, wait, how many of this did I have? And did I, you know, measure my BMI or whatever right. today and like what color was my urine some of the things I've been probably uh, using some of the apps are way too detailed and not yeah. stuff that I'm going to stick with and here's the thing if it's a burden to figure out how many calories were in your whatever that you had even on an app then just don't do that that's not the app for you if you're right. if you love it that's what works for you great but if it doesn't then just write down the basic things you've had uh, for breakfast lunch dinner and any snacks in between and I think that's good enough Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. We're we're at a place in the world right now where we talk about this. People who have therapists mm -hmm. talk about you kind of have to look for the right therapist for you, right? The, not every therapist style is going to be your style. 
One hundred percent goes for a personal trainer. Like some Listen. of them are going to be tough love, and maybe you don't respond well to tough love. Some of them are going to be like, you know, uh, call me whenever you want. Maybe that's not what you need either. The same thing should go for things like this. You know, food journals, these apps, all these health apps, find the one that's right for you. Yeah. You've got to do your due diligence. That's a great, great point. Like with, with, when I was looking for my therapist, I basically auditioned four different people before I selected the one that resonated with me the most. Mm -hmm. And one person, I didn't go with them because I didn't like the sound of their voice. So you know how you can have a 15 minute conversation with them. And I was like talking to this person. And they seemed really lovely and they knew what they were talking about. But I was like, if I have to talk to this person, you know, once a week for a month or for however long, the sound of that person's voice is going to drive me up the wall. So they were they were one of the people that that got canceled out. And then I had the the therapist who there, there was just something really I wouldn't be this person's friend, I don't think. But I felt very comfortable talking to them like this is the person I want to talk to. And now. And now that's been going well. And I think the same thing, whenever it's something to do with your body, you know, we put so much more time buying a shirt or buying a car and figuring it out and doing the research and whatnot and trying different colors on us. But when it comes to our own health and our own body, sometimes we're like, ah, the first thing that comes our way. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, our, you know, we, we feel like our bodies are workhorses and we're invincible, yeah. but, mm-hmm. uh, but, you know, one look at Marco and you realize the human yeah. body is not, <laughs> is not invincible. <laughs> that was unnecessary. It's an unnecessary jab. We were in a good, healthy place, buddy. No, no, I'm good with that. I'm good with it. But, uh, uh, but thank you for this, man. I think, yeah. um, I think I, you know, with, with, with everything we've said and, and, mm-hmm. and like the hope and promise in the air, yep. I think there might be hope and promise around me getting the right cahier and, uh, and, and getting back to work on this. Yeah, most definitely. Um, I'm going to mention something. We are going to be on a bit of a break from uh, February 15th to March 15th. We're taking a month off. So we have another episode next week. And I have a great drink for that episode. That's going to be very apropos for the time of year that we're in. Very nice. I like what you're saying there. There's also something else we should mention, which is um, uh, you and I are going to be part of a, a cooking class together. Uh, relish cooking studios, right? If you go to yeah. relishcookingstudio.com, you and I will be. Do you know the data for that offhand, uh, Marco? Yes, I do. It is uh, February 28th. February 28th. And there it is virtual happy. No, not 28th. You bum. I'm so glad I didn't just agree with you. It's February 20th, buddy. Yes, February 20th, but I'll yeah. show up on the 28th. <laughs> Jesus. Ugh. Virtual happy hour, cocktails and comedy with Marco Timpano and Ali Hassan. Go to relishcookingstudio.com. You can sign up for that. Uh, we're going to have a great time making some nice dishes and having some laughs together. Oh, and, uh, and And yeah, supporting a wonderful studio, a cooking studio out of uh, Kitchener, Ontario. What's lovely about that is, you know, you can take these classes and cook with people you would never be cooking with because, you know, a lot of these cooking classes are in person now because of, you know, COVID. We're doing so many things virtually. And why not, man? Why not explore different cuisine from different areas of the world and join these different virtual classes and join with students who wouldn't necessarily be uh, doing a class with? Absolutely agree. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, bud. Well, right, I'll see you then. Yep. And I'll see you next week. I, I you, you rarely pump up a, a drink and leave it a secret the week before. So I'm excited for what you got cooking. Mm-hmm. I can't I honestly cannot wait for this particular <laughs> drink. Yeah. All right. All right. All right, buddy. Have a good one. You too. That Take is, care. That is Marco Timpano that you just heard there. And that is Ali Hassan. Until we eat and drink again. That was Eat and Drink. The mini episode with Ali Hassan and Marco Timpano. 
If you have a topic, cocktail, food item, or segment for what's in Marco's mouth, email us at podcasteatdrink at gmail.com. Again, that's podcasteatdrink at gmail.com. Until the next one, forks out.